Today's Dav is Dav Dalid. We are holding around uh, 20 lines up, the two dots. So we're discussing the four categories of the Mishnah. So there were the Arba, Avos, Nazikin, but it wasn't clear what all of them were. So we had the Shor, the Bor, the Mave, and the Hever. So yesterday we explained Hever refers to Eish, to fire. But Mave was a discussion, and we're going to have that discussion that's Machlokas right now. Shor and a bor, shor means an ox, and again, what ox references, because we saw within shor, there could be a possibility of three different types of damages. It's Karen, Shen, Karen, Shane, and Regal. Mave, uh, and, and bor is specifically, that's bor, that's written in the Torah, but we're going to discuss now what Mave means, and then we're going to explain the Mishnah according to the different interpretations. So let's see it inside. Samar says, my Mava. What exactly is Mava? So we have Machlokas between Rav and Shmuel. Rav Amar Mava is Adam. Mava actually refers to the Nezek caused by Adam, by man. Shmuel Amar Mava Zehashain, that's the Nezek of when an ox uh, consumes somebody else's property, Shane. So that's referring to literally means the tooth. So Rav Amar Mava Zehadam, where do we see? from the Torah or from Nevi and Maksuvim that Mave references in Adam. The Pesach says like this. Now this is a Pesach in Yeshayahu. It says, Amar Shomer, the, 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 the guard, that's according to, that's HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Shomer. So he says, Asa Baker, Baker, morning has come. Rashi brings salvation for the Tzadikim. Vigam Laila, and, and, and night and darkness for the Rishayim has come. Im, if you are a seeker, if you want to seek to better yourself, then you should do teshuva. And uh, so if you are a seeker and you seek to better yourself, so do teshuva. Uh, sure, right. So that's, that's, that's the positive. So what do you see that the concept of being a seeker, to a boyu tevoyu, and that expression refers to a person. So mave, which is a shorish of, of bo'u, to seek, so therefore that's referring to Adam in the uh, that's referring to Adam in the in in, in in the in the Mishnah. So that is where Rav gets it from. Shmuel Amar Mavazashain. Shmuel says on the other hand, Mavid does not refer to Adam, in fact, it refers to one of the damages of an ox, and which one that is Shane. How do we see that Mava is Shane? Where do we see that? So Moses says like this. Uh, that the the the, the it says like this. The pasuk says this is a pasuk in Ovadia. It says, "Eich nechbesu Esav, come see how Esav will be uh, ransacked, has been plundered. Nevo'u matzpunav, they've sought out the those hidden things. They've uncovered that which was hidden. So my mashma, how do you see that this refers to Shane? So Moses is like this, the way Rabbi Yosef translates in the Aramaic, translates this Pasuk. Come see how Esau has been uh, ransacked, has been plundered. Isgalin, the Lashon of, of Nevo'u is Isgalin. They've revealed Matmorohi, those things that he hid away. So something that was hidden that becomes revealed, and we had yesterday the same idea, the tooth, when it eats, it now becomes revealed. So the idea of something hidden to become revealed, Davka refers to the shane when it eats. That's, that's how uh, uh, Shmuel understood. So basically we have here two different ways of explaining the Mishnah. What is the Av uh, of uh, Nezek, the, the, the primary category 
that is referenced by the word Mave. According to Rav, it's Adam. According to Shmuel, it is Shane. So now, Rav, my time, Allah, Amar, Kishmuel. What's the reason that Rav doesn't want to learn that Mave is going on uh, the tooth? Why is he learning it's going on a, on, on a person? Samalach, Miktani, Nive. He says like this, that if you look, if it's referring to uh, the, the, the tooth, so then Lechora should not, the, 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 the Posix calls it, calls it uh, uh, what's the Lashon in, in, in the Posix that Shmuel brings down. He says like this, he says, uh, where's the Posix? Echtin Nivo'u Matzpunov. Nivo'u Matzpunov. So the, in, it's, in, in the, it's going on the tooth, so Rashi says, so why is it in the singular? It should not be, why is it in the plural? It should be going on the singular. I think that's how Rashi explains what, what Rob's problem. Dimashma hu atzmo, I'm sorry, no, that's, that's, that's not the kasha. The, the kasha right, is like this. Niver is mashma hu atzmo niver. In, in, uh, in, in the, the, if it's referring to, as Shmuel says, that, uh, it's going on a per, uh, on a tooth. The tooth itself becomes uncovered, but but mave in the lotion of the Mishnah is mashma. It's affecting something else. It's making something else become uncovered. Not that itself is becoming uncovered. So therefore, according to what Rav says, if Shmuel's right that it's referring to the tooth, which sometimes becomes uncovered when you eat, then it should be referred to as nive. Not mave. Mave is mashma. It's causative. It's causing something else. Whatever the act is, it's happening to something else, not what it's doing to itself while it's eating. So therefore, miktani never does it say never. So if it's going on shane, it should have said never and not mave. So that explains why Rav learns that the definition of mave in the Mishnah is not. He says doesn't like Shmuel's learning that it's going on the tooth. Now, Shmuel, my time with Omar Karav. Why doesn't Shmuel like Rav's definition that Mav is going on a person? So, Amalach, Miketani, Boe. Meaning, if it's defining a person, person is, is the Boe. He is the seeker. So, therefore, the right uh, usage of that Shoresh referring to a person would be a Boe, a seeker, somebody who seeks out, or somebody, right. So, but why does it say mav Again, it's similar that it's mav as Majma that he's again doing something to something else, not it's defining who himself is. So, therefore, the point is like this that either way, it's not a great translation in terms of the Psukim that they're bringing. Whether it's going on shame, and then Mavez Majma is doing something to something else, where they're shame of what's happening itself. If it's going on Adam, which should be defining the Adam, which should be Boeh, not. So the Mars points out, Mehti, Kroy, Lukumar Daik, Vilukumar Daik. The Psukim don't really fit exactly like either one. So since they don't fit like either one, there must have been a different reason why Shmuel is adamant that what Mave in the, in the Mishnah means is shame. Whereas Rav is adamant that it means Adam must be based on, can be based on the, on the Psukim because the Psukim don't fit so great either way. So Rav, my time alone, Shmuel. So why doesn't Rav learn like Shmuel? So he says like this, Rav says, I think my way of learning is, fits a lot better. Once already says Shor, so Shor contains in it all of the categories of Shor. 
Why split it up? Means Shor means Karen, Shane, Regal. It's all contained within Shor. To say that Mav is going on Shane, then you would have to say Shor refers to certain categories, not including Shane. Why split it up? That explains why Rav would rather say that Mava means Adam and not mean Shane. So therefore, Tana Shor v'chol milid Shor. Shor contains in it all of the different uh, categories of Shor. Now, what about Shmuel? Shmuel Nami Ha Tanale Shor. That's a great question. According to Shmuel, why is he splitting up Shor and Mave? Why doesn't he learn like Rav that Shor contains it or contains all the categories of damages? So Amr of Yehuda Tana Shor LeKarnoi Umave LeShinoi. Rav learns. I mean, I mean, I mean, Shmuel learns is that Shor is referring to Kiyigach Shor. It's referring to the the the, the Karen. Of Shor and Mava refers to Shane. That, that's how he, he understood, right? And, and we're going to see how the whole mission itself plays out. It means he understands is that since they are each Avos Nazikin, to say that one of them contained two different Avos, Shmuel wasn't willing to say. So how does he split it up? So therefore he says Shor is going on Karen and Mava is going on Shane. Now the obvious question is well, what happened to Regal? Well, tomorrow we'll discuss that later. But the one is like this. So let's go back and understand what the, the Mishnah did. If you remember from a couple of days ago, the Mishnah started off saying that the characteristic of one is not like the characteristic of the other. And the reason Rashi explained it's doing it, because why does the Torah have to write explicitly, these are things that are explicitly in the Torah, why does it have to write explicitly in the Torah all the different damages? Why can't it write one and learn from the other. Now Rashi explains that whenever you learn Mishnayas, and the Mishnah does this, that the, when it says, why is this one different than that one, it's telling you that the first one should be the one that's recorded, and the second one should have been able to be learned from the first one, and then it flips around. Well then, okay, I understand why the second one couldn't have been learned from the first one, but now that you record the second one, why couldn't the first one have been learned from the second one? That's the system, Raji says, that he's always employed in the Mishnayas, and if you understand that, then we'll understand. So what happens when you've got multiple ones? How does it work? I understand if there's only two have to say, then why don't the two, why are the two not being able to learn from the third? I mean, that's how you'd have to learn. Why, between the two of them, couldn't you learn the third? And why can't, from the third, you learn the first? Do. That's exactly, that's, yeah, the, yes, that's, that's how it goes. And we're going to have to, because that's the mission that did that, but the mission never gave us the reasons. We're now going to try and apply the reasons. So let's see. So Moses is like this. So now, the first way that the Gemara is going to understand what's going on here is going to be logically difficult. And that's the Gemara is going to question right away. But let's see inside. Now, we're going in Shmuel, which according to Shmuel, therefore, that, that uh, Adam is not mentioned. Adam is not meant. Shor refers to Karen, and Mava refers to Shane. That's how Shmuel learns. So now let's go. Umav, so therefore, like the Vachik Amar, Lo Roya Karen. Karen, right, is different than Shane. How is Karen different than Shane? Shane Hanola Hezeko. Is that by Karen, the animal doesn't get any pleasure from the damage it causes. When it gores, there's no pleasure. Kiroya Shane, unlike Shane, which what? Sheyesh Hanola Zeko. That there is pleasure for when it damages. And then what's the other way around? For Loroya Shane, and Shane is got a is not does not have the same characteristic as uh, as Karen, 
Because she'ain, she'ain kavanos lahazik. By she'ain, the animal's damage is not driven because it intended to damage. What is the reason that animal is driven? It's for gratification, right? Kiroya keren she'kavanos lahazik. Now, the problem with this way of explaining the Mishnah is that it, it logically is, it does not make sense. It's saying is that A, which is the first one, which is Karen, is not like Shane, right? Because Karen, there's no gratification and Shane there is. And then it says, and Shane is not like Karen, because Shane, there was no intent to damage, whereas Karen there is. Now Rashi points out, the Gemara is really asking from the, it asks from the second step, but it really could have asked the same question from the first step. Because remember how Rashi says, the way you have to learn is, why write A, why, uh, why if you have A, do you have to write B? And then, and once you have B, why do you have to write A? Now the Gemara is asking on the second step, you're saying is, well now that I have to have to write B, which is shame. What is a characteristic of B? B, the characteristic is that he did not intend to damage. He says, but then it makes no sense. It's a kalvachomer. If B, where there's no intent to damage, you have to pay, then A, when there is intent to damage, kalvachomer you have to pay. So therefore, the way the, the logic is being, at least the way if we understand that's what the Mishnah is saying, it doesn't make sense. Velav kalvachomer who is not a kalvachomer. If B, which is shame, shame kalvachomer who has it. And the one is trying to say that, that I have, once I, if I have B, which is different than A, so you can't learn A from B, but it's a kalvachomer the reason you're given. So therefore, like this, the ma shame, shame kalvachomer who has so therefore, Shane, which is actually A and C, it's one and three over here. So therefore, Kavanaz has a Chayev, if you're Chayev, so Karen, so in Karen, where there is Kavanaz to damage, local Shekane, is not all the more so. Now, Rashi points out, you could have really asked this in the, in the, in the first instance, because we said, why is Karen different than Shay? Because Karen, there's no gratification, Shen there is. You could ask the same Kalvachomer, one second. If you're Chayev when there's no gratification, Kalvachomer, you should be Chayev when the animal has gratification. But the one is asking, it's much more clearer the other way. And that's why the one is asking. So the one says, no. It's the rich. And what I was going to say is that that, that Kalvachomer is not necessarily a valid Kalvachomer. Because what are you saying? Shane, where it does not have intent to damage your Chayiv. So therefore, Karen, when it does have intent to damage, Kal Shekane Yishvichav. Then what I was going to show that's not always true. Lechari like this. Amina. I would have thought to say is that no. There's a very interesting anomaly. When a person's Evid or Ama goes out, an Evid Kanani, Shiva Kananis, goes out and damages someone else's property, who has to pay? The owner. You would think. However, the Allah is the owner is not responsible. Okay, we'll see in a moment why. So what it says like this. Even though an Evan and Amma who do have intent to damage the neighbor, even though, even though they do have intent, the owner is exempt from having to pay. So you see, intent to damage does not always correlate to payment. So so you would have thought here too, Karen, when the animal has intent to damage, there should be no difference. And intent to damage should not be considered a factor in determining compensation. So Amr says, how can you bring me a proof from Evan Amma? Evan and Amma, there's a specific reason that the Torah says that the owner doesn't have to pay. The reason is as follows, that if 
any, any, any day, any, any hour of the day, the master does something to uh, upset the Evid and the Amma, you know how they could punish the master? Go and damage someone else because they can't pay, so who would have to pay? The owner. So therefore the Torah knew that that could happen, so the Torah said that even though logically your owner should have to pay, we don't make the owner. You cannot make that argument by an ox. An ox, you can't say, oh, he's just doing it to upset the owner. Therefore, the fact that the intent to pay is not a factor by Evan and Amma has no bearing on by an ox. Their taka would have a swaras. You cannot bring me a rhyme from that. Moras is like Amr of Ashi, Atu Evid Ba'ama, Lav Taima Rabba is Is there not a great reason as to why the owner doesn't pay even though there was intent to damage? Shemaya Knitenu Rabba, because we're afraid that the owner might provoke, might uh, upset the Evid Ba'ama. And the Yelech and the Evid will then go, the Yadli Gadish Rabbeiro, on purpose, light the, 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 uh, the stacks of grain of his neighbor, in order to obligate, to come out that he's now, he's caused damage to his owner. That's the way he would get back at him. So what did the Torah say? That if the evident armor damage, you don't have to pay. Right? Daily, he'll make him have to pay a hundred mana. Ella. So what it says like this, you're right. So we're, we, the point we're making right now is the way we explain the Mishnah that A is not like C and C is not like A, the logic is not there. What you have to go back and use the same factors, but just switch around what we're saying. Well, the way it has to explain is like this, that if the Torah would have written A, what is A? Shor. Shor, according to Shmuel, is referring to Karen. The Torah would have said you have to pay for Karen you would not have been able to learn shame from it. Why wouldn't you blame shame? Not because Karen is no gratification. That's a reason, that, that's, the other, that's the opposite reason. You'd have to say, because since shame, there is obligation, because by shame, the animal, I'm sorry, by Karen, the animal intends to damage. You could have argued, you know why there's a payment by Karen? Because the animal intended to damage. Whereas by Shane, where the animal did not intend to damage, maybe there you don't have to pay. So you could not have learned Shane from Karen. Okay, fine. That's why I have to write Shane. Now, if I wrote Shane, why do I have to write Karen? Because there the story is, because I would have thought you have more responsible to watch your animal, because since when the animal is, getting gratification, there is more propensity that's going to go ahead and damage and therefore you have a greater liability because you had to watch. Where that does not apply by Karen. Therefore, writing Shane would not automatically know Karen from Shane, which that's why I have to write both Shane and Karen. So basically what we're doing now, we're using the same Svaras, but we're, we're applying them in a different order. So therefore I understand that if I wrote A, I would not have known C. And if I wrote C, I would not have known A. That explains according to Shmuel, that Shmuel like Shor means Karen, and, and Mave means Shane. I understand why they both had to be written. One could not be learned from one the other. So Parichachi, the way you have to Question, the question that is being proposed by the Mishnah, why, why write both? Why not write one and learn the other one? Is as follows. Loroya Karen, that the nature of Karen is not like Shane, and Shane would not have been able to be learned from Karen. Because by Karen, the intent of the animal is to damage. Shane does not have intent to damage. That's why I have to write Shane. And if I wrote Shane, the nature of Shane is not like Karen. Because there is damage to the damaging proper item. And therefore you have a greater responsibility in such a case. Where there is no gratification to the animal. And therefore maybe you would not be obligated. 
Alright, that explains now in Shmuel's Shita that A refers to Karen and C refers to Shane. I understand now how I would read the Mishnah according to the Shita of Shmuel. The problem is that if you learn like Shmuel that Shor only represents one category which is Karen and Mave refers to Shane, you've left out one of the categories of Shor. What are the categories of Shor have you left out? Regal. What happened to Regal? Someone says, but Regal, my, what happened to Regal? Shire, did you leave it out? Did you leave it out? Why aren't you, why is the Mishnah not reflecting Regal? Someone says like this, not a problem. That Regal, even though it's not explicitly mentioned in the Mishnah, there is a line in the Mishnah, at the end of the Mishnah, that when the, the, the prop, your property damages, so then the owner of the property is responsible to pay. That's, that principle is coming to include regal. That's what it's coming to include. So Moses is like this. That's coming to include the damage of regal. So Moses is like this. That's very nice, but logically, why would you not? Why are you only implying regal? If you're going to already mention Shane, uh, uh, Karen explicitly, and you're going to be mentioning Shane explicitly, why also not mention regal explicitly? Why is it only through an implication? So Moses says, Why don't you explicitly? Record it. So Ella Amarava Tanaj. So therefore, Ella, Ella. When you ever say an Ella, that means a whole. Reject the the shot from before. Noop shot. Rava's going to give a noop shot in Shmuel. Shmuel learned. Ma, right, Shmuel learned. Mave was referring to Shane. So therefore, so what is Shor? So he says like this. Tanaj Shor. Shor is regal. The one that's being left over here, left out, is going to be Karen. We'll see why that makes more sense. But Shor refers to Raglo, to Rego. And Mave, as we said before, according to Shmuel, is Shane. And now, how does it refer? A is not like C and C is not like A. They have to change the Svaras because we're not referring to Karen anymore by Shor. You're referring to Rego. Now, this is the way you have to learn the mission according to Shmuel. La Roya Rego, the nature of Rego is not like that of Shane. And therefore, if you wrote Rego, you wouldn't be able to learn Shane from it. Because out of all of the damages, the most common of the damages is Rego. The animal damages while it walks. So you would have thought, if I have to pay for Rego, I would not necessarily know that I have to pay for Shane. Right? Kiroya Shane. Shane is Ekamot. It's not as common as Regal. Veloy I. So then once you wrote Shane, why not learn Regal from Shane? So therefore, Veloy Roya Shane, Shayeshano is Ekam, because there's gratification. Whereas by Regal, the animal is not gratified. So you would, there's a reason not to have to pay in such a case. Now, but now using Shar for Regal and Mave for Shane, you're leaving out what? Karen, you're leaving out Karen, but Karen, my, Shire, you left out Karen. Where is Karen? Well, says, no, that's the one that's taught implicitly. Shehezekhavamazik, at the end of the mission, it says when there's a damage, that the owner of the damage has to pay for the damages, that's coming to include Karen. Lituya Karen. Ah, same question. But why are you only learning it through an implication, if through an inference? Why not explicitly, if you have, you're mentioning Regal Beferish, and you're mentioning Shane Beferish, why not mention Karen Beferish, Belisnaya Behedya? I'll tell you why. Because all the damages that are mentioned, which is going to be Regal, and it's going to be 
uh, bor, and it's going to be shane, and it's going to be aish, these things that immediately when the damages occur, you have to pay full damages. There's no concept of tam. There's no damage up to the third time. But whereas Karen, you don't have to pay full damages right away, which now we understand, so it's not similar to the ones being mentioned. Therefore, that's the only one that's taught through inference, but it's not being taught it to get grouped together with the ones that you have to pay 100% from the get-go. So when it says like this, we're talking about where there's a full responsibility, they move it right away, where you have a responsibility to pay full damages immediately, that's what's being, refer, being referenced explicitly in the Mishnah. But Tamin, where there's a concept of Tam, where you don't pay full damages, only half damages, will observe Muadim, only at the end you have to pay full damages. Look, we are not discussing as explicit cases of the Mishnah. Okay, now, all of this was going in the sheet of Shmuel that he learned Shor only represents one category, Mave represents a second category, and the third category of Keret is implied from the last Mishnah. Says the moral like this, that Lechorah Rav learned that Shor represents all three categories. Why does Shmuel not want to learn like Rav? And he learned Mave referred to Adam. So Shmuel, my time alo amar karav. Why didn't Shmuel learn like Rav? Means Rav already told us why he doesn't learn like Shmuel. He says if you say shor, shor is the penumbra for all three categories. That makes sense. But why doesn't Rav? Why, why doesn't Shmuel agree with that? All right. So amar lach isal kedaitech adam. So he says like this because according to Rav's way of learning. If you learn that shor, that shor includes all three, then you're forced to say that what is Mava can't be shame. Mava has to be Adam. But according to Shmuel, there's no need to mention Adam in the beginning of the Mishnah as one of the four categories because at the on, on Daf Tesvav we're going to learn that uh, their Adam is referenced explicitly. We're going to learn the second half of this Mishnah, which is not recorded here. It's recorded later on in the Perak. That we see Adam being expressed explicitly. So therefore, according to Shmuel, since over there Adam is already mentioned, there's no need to mention him in the beginning of the Mishnah, which is why Shmuel splits up Shor and Shane, because otherwise you'd have to mention Adam, and he doesn't need to mention Adam. Adam is mentioned later on, that's full damage. It's already mentioned later. So one of says like this. Says the Gemara, Esau Kedaitech, Adam, because if you learn like Rav, then Mava means Adam, Hakdan is safer. We already learned at the end of the Mishnah, it says over there that there's, four, there's five cases of, of, of Tam and there's five cases of Muad. It's a Mishnah later on. What are some of the cases of Muad that you have to pay right away? So Shora Muad is one of the cases where you pay right away full damages, where the animals are Muad, habitual, that's been more gored three times. Shora Mazik, Shora Mazik is going like Rabbi Tarfan. Rabbi Tarfan's opinion, he argues with the Chachamim. He says that even if an animal is not gored three times yet, but if it causes damage in the owner's property, he holds the only time you get off the hook that you don't have to pay full damage for the first three times if it happens in a public place. But if your animal runs into a private domain and damages, even if it's only a tom, you still have to pay full. So that's another case. So Shor Amazik Bershus Anizak in the in the in the victim's uh, uh, domain, Ha'adam and a person says a person a person pays full damages. So according to Shmuel, since it says Ha'adam over there. I don't need to mention Adam in the beginning of the Mishnah, and therefore Mave does not refer to Adam, Mave refers to shame. That is the opinion of Shmuel. So Shmuel says, Velitni Beresha. Shmuel says like this, I, I hear you, but just as Shor 
which is, 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 is mentioned again in the second half of the Mishnah. It's mentioned the beginning of the Mishnah. So why not mention Adam in the beginning of the Mishnah as well? So when it says, Beniske moment kamari, Beniske gufalo kamari. This is the overarching reason, is that our Mishnah is talking about when your property damages. If Adam's not talking about a, your property damaging, right? Uh, your, uh, Adam's talking about you yourself causing the damage. And therefore, that's why Adam is not listed as one of the four explicit categories, according to Shmuel, because our Mishnah is only focusing on something that you own or created. Your, your shore, your bore, your fire, right? Or your, your, those are things, that's where it's being mentioned. But Adam is not something that you created that caused the damage. Adam is referencing where the Adam himself caused the damage. That's why Shmuel would rather have a, uh, a Adam as a postscript to the end of the Mishnah as opposed to being listed explicitly in the opening categories of our parrot. With me? Right. So why is it like this? So Morris says, so now, so that's why he says uh, that Beniske Mamon Kamairi, we're talking about where your property is damaging, where you yourself are damaging, that's not being discussed in the opening Mishnah of our, our, of our Masechta. Now, says the Gemara like this. Now, that point that Rav was making is that is since Adam anyway is mentioned in the second half of the Mishnah, so why should he need to be mentioned in the first half? So what about Rav? How does he deal with that question? Rav nami haktari Adam besefer. Does it not explicitly mention Adam? So why did is there need to mention Adam again at the end of the Mishnah if he's already mentioned in the beginning? So Amalach Rav He says like this. It's true, according to me, Adam's already been mentioned. But in the beginning, what it tell me? That in Adam, a man is chayev uh, and is responsible for his damages. The second, at the end of the Mishnah, there's a different question being asked. That says, there's five cases of where you are a muad right away. That's why Adam's mentioned a second time, because it's answering the question that is being asked. What's the question that's being asked over there? What are the five cases that you right away have to pay 100%? So therefore, the purpose of mentioning Adam over there is not to tell me that Adam is responsible. That was in the beginning of the Mishnah. Adam is responsible for his actions. The reason why it's being mentioned again is because it's not telling you that it's not coming to teach me that he is responsible, but it's coming to teach me another nuance. What's it teaching me? That he's a muad from the beginning. From the beginning. That's what it's coming to teach me over there. So it was like this. So okay, now according to Shmuel, we spent already the first quarter of today's shear, explaining how he learns that A, which is uh, 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 regal, uh, is not like Mave, not like Shane, and that, right, we explained that according to Shmuel. But now we have to go back and explain the mission according to Rav, because according to Rav, Shor refers to all three categories, right? And Mave refers to Adam. So now you have to ask the question, what did the Mishnah mean? They're saying if it wrote Shor, you would not know Adam. And if it wrote Adam, you would not know Shor. That's how you have to explain that now. So Mora says, my lo haray, and that, that one is the uniqueness of one, it's not like the other one. Hachikama. Lo roya Shor, shumashalam is a kofor. If the Torah only wrote Shor, that a Shor has to pay damages when it damages and it did not write about Adam, you know what argument you could have made? Is that you see that the Torah has the compensation for damaging by Shor, that you have to pay money or you're able to pay money, is something that applies specifically by Shor, but not by Adam. How do we see this? When a Shor kills, 
you own a shor and it kills, the Torah has is a financial compensation. It's called kofer. You have to pay a certain atonement. When a person kills, you don't have that. If a person kills, you either, if you did it with shogeg, you go to aramiklat. If you did it b'meizid, you get executed. We don't find for a person doing something to another person that there is a financial base. If the Torah would not have said it explicitly, I would not have been able to learn it off, I'm sure. Because by sure, we see even when a shor kills a person, you pay. So for sure, when it damages a person, the fact that Torah says you have to pay, that's not something necessarily you could have learned Adam for. So therefore, if it only wrote it by sure, which there's kofar, I would not necessarily know that if an Adam damages someone, you have the capacity to compensate. So one says like this. So therefore, Fine. That's why if I wrote Shor, I would not have been able to know Adam. But now the Torah did write Adam. So if it says that an Adam, you have, he has to pay for his damages, so what's the next question? So why do you have to write that a Shor that damages, an, uh, uh, that, that damages has to pay? Uh, uh, right? So one says like this. I'll tell you why. Because by Adam, in fact, there's not only one set of damages that I have to pay. We see the Torah, we're going to learn, please God, later on in the Masechta, in Achodo, is that when a person damages, there's five different types of damages. There's Nezek, what you cause the devaluation of the person that you damage. You have to pay Tsar for the pain. You have to pay Ripu, you have to pay for his medical fees. You have to pay Boshas for the embarrassment. You have to pay Sheves. Uh, for the convalescence, the amount of time when he's in convalescence, that the jobs that he now lost because of it. The point is that those, since there's five different types of payments, right, then you would have thought that that is specifically unique to a man causing someone damage. I would not necessarily know that an animal causes someone damage. You have any of those payments. Therefore, man could not have been learned from shore, and shore could not have been learned from man. That's why you have to write them both. Additional to the, the Nezek, there's four additional payments as well. that are like the Shore. But therefore, without writing Shore explicitly, you have to pay, I would not have known. But but what is the common fact between them now that both been written? So therefore, you have Shore and you have Adam, Shadark and Lahazik, that it is a propensity for them to damage. Now, the Gemara has a question like this. It's the, that's what the Mishnah said, that both of them have a propensity to damage. Well, is that true? An animal, by nature, is that true that its instinct is to cause damage? Well, it says, don't forget, we're talking about over here a muad. Since we're talking about a muad, it said it can go from zero, it goes to 100. An animal that is habitual has the propensity to cause damage. Bermuad. So one says a very interesting thing. One says like this, is that true? Because now, when you say that something has a propensity to damage, it means psychologically, even if you tell me that an animal has a propensity to do something, it could be Pavlovian. I mean, it means that that's what, it doesn't necessarily mean that it is instinctively been altered now, psychologically, is that true? So it says more like this, even if it became a muad, isn't that just something that it does by, it's not, it doesn't reflect its, 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 its propensity to cause damage. Whereas it says, no, came in the ayid, once an animal has become habitual, it not only in terms of just its actions, but in terms of its instinct. Its instinct now has also become dark alahazik. Urchehu, it becomes its derech. Now, when it says like this, is that true by man? Is the natural condition of man 
that you can say darko lahazik that there is propensity to cause damage for Adam darko lahazik. When it says, yeah, we're talking about biyashen. We're talking about when he's sleeping, when a person's sleeping. When it says one second, so you tell me when he's awake, a man's then is, is propensity not to cause damage. But when he's sleeping, he is. But Yasha and Darko Lahazik, how is when a person sleeping that there's an actual propensity to cause damage? Whereas it's like this, I'll tell you what, because a man is not in control of his limbs when he sleeps. It means anything you put around him is now subjected to becoming damaged. Kevan, the Kayif, the Pasha, since he bends, bends his limbs inwards and he spreads them out, Urchehu, it is the propensity uh, to, to, uh, to cause damage. Sigmar says like this. Okay, fine. So you fit the wording of the Mishnah. A is not like C, and C is not like A. A shor is not like a person, because a shor has kofar, a person does not. A person is not like a shor, a person has additional four payments, shor does not. And they both darken lahazik. How they darken lahazik? The animal because it's a muad, the person because yeah, sure. when he's sleeping, fine. But then it says like this, and therefore since there's a propensity to cause damage, shmirasan alecho. They're, they're, you're, it's your responsibility to guard them. Now, if it's talking about your property damaging, I understand the language. It's your responsibility to watch them. What does them refer to? Your property. But you're telling me, according to Rav, that Mava refers to not your property. What does Mava refer to? Adam. So how do you fit the words? It's your responsibility to watch them. It's not your It should be your responsibility to watch yourself. By a person, he has to watch himself, not watch them. Right? So, that's, so how do you fit into the wording? So one says like this, using that logic, that's a good question, but let me explain, ask you something else. According to your reasoning, how did Tani Karna? Karna was one of the uh, Amoroyim that lived, uh, one of the early Amoroyim, and he wrote, he, uh, he, uh, he had edited a, a list of Bryce's. And his yeshiva, they would teach the brises. He had a mesorah and certain brises, and he taught. And in his brisa, when they taught Arba Avos Nazikin, it was much more elaborate than our Mishnah. And actually, it identifies what are the four Arbas, Arba Avos Nazikin in the in the brisa. Says Arba Avos Nazikin, right? The Tani Karna Arba Avos Nazikin. The Adam Echad Mehen in Karna's yeshiva, they taught like. Rav, that Adam is considered one of the four. But the language of, the, of what was taught in Karnas Yeshiva follows the language of our Mishnah, right? So it says Adam, and, uh, so, and, and there it says, alecha, and your responsibility is to watch them. So they have the same problem. Since he's learning one of the Avos Naziki and he's talking about Adam, then how do you explain the wording, Ushmirasan Alecha. Now, Lechaira Adam, Shmiras Gufa, Allah, asked the same question. It's not Shmiras Son Alecha, it's his own, he has to watch his own body. So, Ella could Amalei Rabbi Avo. So, Rabbi Avo explained that in the Yeshiva of Karna, they had to explain like this. Is Tani, Tana, he taught the person who would say over these brises in the Yeshiva of Karna that you have to explain, that it's, you have to explain the wording. The wording is Shmiras Son Alecha, right? And in the case of Adam, it's Shmiras Gufa. So therefore, now that means like this, that, that since three out of the four, this is the way Raj explains it, since three out of the four is talking about your property, so the word Shmiras Alecha works for those three, but when you explain Adam, it's not Shmiras Alecha, what does it mean? It's Shmiras 
Gufarlav, he has to watch himself. Now that's the way explained in Yeshiva of Brian, so therefore Hachanami, that's the way we'll explain it over here. The general term that it says Shmiras and Alecha fits because the majority of the cases, the three out of the four, is your property that you have to safeguard. But if you want to break it down to the minutia and you want to talk about the Adam case, which according to Shrav, which is the case of Mave, there you have to explain what doesn't mean Shmiras son Alecha, what are you, how are you going to have to explain it? Doesn't mean you have to watch them, but what does it mean? You have to watch yourself. You have to watch yourself. You'll have to say it. But I, why is it not use that terminology? Because the majority of the cases are going on your property. Okay, now. So we, we've explained why, how Shmuel learns the Mishnah, we explained how Rav learns the Mishnah, we explained why Shmuel doesn't all like Rav, why Rav doesn't all like Shmuel, and we explained how the, the cases of uh, A is not like C, and C is not like A, A uh, how it works both according to Rav and Shmuel, whether you explain Mave as being uh, Regal, the way Shmuel learned it, or you explain Mave being Adam, the way Rav learned it. Now, Maskev la Rav Mari. So Rav Mari has the following question. The Ema, he's going to ask his follow. Since Mava, it's not clear what Mava is, right? It doesn't say exactly what it is. We find, he's going to say in the Torah, the word Mava can refer to Mayim, to water. How do you know that Mava is referring to Rego? How do you know it's referring to Adam? Maybe it's damage that is caused by your water. You spilled water somewhere and somebody went and got damaged. Now, Lachar, you could ask yourself, isn't that falling under bar? All right, they're not for now. That's the, 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 the Iyun. All right? So, Gmona says like this. So, therefore, says the Gmona like this. Where do you see the word Mava associated with water? We have a Pasuk. This is a Pasuk in Yeshaya. It says, that when the uh, fire which will burn, those things that can melt, fire is the ability to burn those things that can melt, and mayim and even water can be caused to bubble. Fire has the ability to cause water to bubble. To bubble okay? So therefore, the Gemara assumes, you see the word tiva associated with which word? With mayim. So therefore, since tiva is associated with mayim, how do you know in the Mishnah when it says mava? But that is reversed either Regal or Adam, maybe what's referring to it's damage that is caused by your water. water. So Mora says like this, Mora says that would not be a good shot. Why? Because in the Pasuk it's written, it says Mayim Tiva Eish. Tiva that's being used there is not the damage that is being caused by the water. It's not the effects of the water. It's referring to Tiva means the effect that the fire is having on the water. So therefore, so therefore, how can you bring that as a raya that one of the damaging agents is water when the pasuk you're quoting is not referring to the damaging effect of the water, but it's actually referring to the effect that the fire has on the water. So Moses says, Mi ksiv, mayim, nivu. Doesn't say, uh, it doesn't say that the waters are the ones that are causing in the, the effects of the damage. Tiva Eish, it's saying, it's, it's saying the fire is the one that's causing the effect on the water. Rashi actually points out that in plural, Niva would be in plural if it's going on the effects of the water, but a Tiva is singular because it's going on the Eish. All right. So Mora says, Okay, so now you have a pasuk that's talking about the word Mave, now you all should answer that question. Why can't it be referring to Eish? Because Eish is the fourth one. Hever and our Mishnah refer to Eish. Sigmar says like this. Sigmar says like this. Sigmar says like this. 
Because Tiva, you bring me a proof. That's the facts of the fire. So if if Mave is Aish and Hever is Aish, what do you need both? Mahava and Aish? Now you could ask you the answer, but do you see this sometimes? Since it's back to back, maybe one Hever is the explanation of what Mave is. It's both going on Aish, but it's not two different categories. Hever is explaining what Mave is. What's the problem? Ask me the question. What's the problem that to say that it's not two different categories, but Mave va Hever, Hever is explaining what Mave is? Because our Mishnah starts, there are four Avos Nazikin. And if you're telling me that number four is actually an explanation of what number three is, then it's not a fourth one, it's three. Someone says like this, arba. So if it's going to be four Avos, not four Avos Nazikin, it's Shlosha Hava. I, maybe you could tell me like this, maybe you could argue, is since Shar has number of categories could be included in it. So maybe the way you get to four is that Shar maybe, this is, this, right, according to Rob, it was all three, but maybe it's not all three. Maybe Shar has in it two of the categories. All right. Bechita matana shor de isbe tarti has two other categories. We we'll have to go through the cheshbon. Which one is being left out? Maybe like Karen according to Shmuel is Karen because it's not more mitchiloso. So maybe this kasha more on Shmuel than is on Rav. But maybe shor has two categories, and the last three and four is really one category. But now it comes out that there's a total of four, and you don't have a problem. So therefore, like this. So therefore, maybe shor de isbe tarti. Morris says like this. The problem is it's not going to fit the rest of the Mishnah. Because let's go through the wording of our Mishnah. The wording, the wording of our Mishnah was, is that A, which is what Shor, is not like C, which was Mave, right? And Mave is not like Shor. But what they both have in common, right? We said they both have in common, is that, uh, is that they are dark on Laha, they, they, they dark on Laha, they have propensity to. And then it said, and A and C are not like a and C are not like the fourth one, which is H. How's it not like the fourth one? Because A and C have Ruachayim, and the fourth one does not, H does not. But you're telling me C is H. So how can you tell me that A and C have Ruachayim, have, have a living spirit? Now, living spirit could either be animals or a person, so it works both ways, Rav and Shmuel. But if you're telling me C and D are really one category of H, how can you say an A and C are not like D, because A and C have a living spirit, and D is fire, which it is not. But you just told me that C itself is fire. So that doesn't, that, that can't be. Someone living spirit is like H. Right? Now my Ruchheim is, uh, so now if C itself is H, so my Ruchheim is, so how can you call C, A and C is not, it, it, does, it, has, it has a living spirit. Fire doesn't have a living spirit, number one. And number two, Vesu, my Kahar H, it said A and C are not like fire, but C itself you're telling me is fire. Obviously, it's C and D are two separate things, and that's why it's either according to uh, Rav, it's going to Adam, according to Shmuel, it, it's going on Rego, and it does not refer to Aish. All right, let's go on. Tani Rab Aishia. Rab Aishia was also a redactor of Teseftas and Bryces, and his version of the Tesefta, I believe, it's a Tesefta, he learned Shloisha Asar Avos Nazikin. He had their 13 primary categories of damages. Now, what are the 13 primary categories of damages? Shomer Chinam. 
If a person is given something to watch and he is negligent, that's a form of damage. His negligence in his watching. That was number one. Shoah, if you're given something, you borrow something. So there, any type of damage that occurs, even if it's not negligent, you're responsible. That's case number two. No, says Sachar, is if you are paid, a paid watchman, you are chayev for uh, what? You're chayev for onsim. I'm not sorry, not for onsim, but you're chayev for gneva vaveda. If it gets stolen or it gets lost, and a socher is is chayev also is chayev for gneva vaveda. But the point is, well, that means where you are, uh, you rent, you give money. Which one to, is what's that? Onus. The shoel is chayev and onsim. Shoel is chayev and onsim. Shomer chinam is potter from everything except for pshia. Shomer chinam, shomer shomer socher is chayev for gneva vaveda. A, uh, a socher also could be, the machlok is who is like, but it also could be Gneva Veda, and the shoel is chayev even on onsin. Okay, but the point is, there's a four different categories that have different sets of, sets of liability that it's calling, that you're liable for damage that is incurred if there is a lack in your shmira safeguarding in the level of safeguarding that you have to have. All right, now, in addition to that, when a man damages another person, there's five sets of damages. There's nezek, the devaluation that you cause the person, tsar, the pain, the ripui, the convalescence, the, 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 the medical bills, shevet is the payment for what he lost in terms of work during convalescence, and boja is the embarrassment. Okay, so therefore that's five and four gives you a total of? Nine. Nine. And you have arba de matnissin, plus the four mentioned in our Mishnah, Right? Shor, Bor, Mava, and Hever gives you a total of 13. So now the Gemara wants to know. So, hot place, so that's Thursday. So now the Gemara says like this. So, therefore, uh, our Tana obviously does not agree with Rabbi Oshia because our Tana only listed four. So, Gemara wants to know why does our Tana list only these four and not include the other nine? that were referenced by Rabbi Oshia. So when Tani done, my time Tani Hani, why didn't he have the other nine? So when it says like this, so let's go according to Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel, according to Shmuel, who does not want to include a person as one of the four, right? So he said the reason he didn't want, because it's talking about where your property damages. It's not talking about where you damage. Now we understand it fits because the nine, Shomrachinim, Shomrachinim, that's talking about damage that's caused by a person. So therefore, according to Shmuel, comes out very good. So when it says, Shmuel, Benizke, Momen Kamari, we're only talking about your property damages, Benizke, Gufa, but where you're, your body is directly responsible, Lo Kamari, it's not being discussed. The Shmuel, it's clear why Artana only included the four, but not expanded to the 13. But according to Rav, who has one of the four, as Adam, so why doesn't he have all 13? So Elul Rav, Litni Tana, Litni, why don't you have the other, thir- the other nine? So Rav says, I have the other nine. Adam, when you include Adam, that includes all the things that the nine are included, all things that are included in Adam is included in, in, the, in Oshia's Bryce is included in my case of Adam. So it's more like this. So Adam means Chomili the Adam, all things that man is directly, not, and not his mammon. Okay, now let's go the other way around. Say, therefore, if in fact Adam is one of the four, 
if, if according to Rabbi Oshia, Adam is one, then why do you have to, why is it not all included in Adam that you have to have another nine? If Adam is one of the four, Avas well, that's the same question, really. If you have Adam, then it means the nine. Or if you have Adam, what's the difference between Adam and the other nine? It's the same way of asking the question. So Gemara says like this. So he says, Trey Gavne Adam. He says, because there's two types of payments that a person himself is responsible, right? Because like this, there's two cases of Adam. There's an Adam that damages an Adam. I'm sorry. There's a man damaging a man, and there's a man that damages property. Right. So what is answering according to the way Rabbi Oshia learns there's two categories of men. Tana Adam to Azik Adam, but Tana Adam to Azik Shor. And one is when he causes damage to property to an animal. Now obviously, which is our case? What are we learning? Man damaging man or man damaging a person? So no, no, because in the case of the nine, he had the five, Shevet, Ripu, Tsar. So the case of Oshi is man damaging man. Our Mishnah will have to say he's talking about when man damaging property. Right? So Iachi, Shor, Nami. So why don't you make the same differentiation by an animal? Say there's a difference between a Shor damaging a Shor and a Shor damaging Adam. And also have it as two separate categories. So the Moses says, so Litni, Tre, Gavni, Shor. Litni shor the azik shor, but litni shor the azik adam. Someone says there's no reason to make it because by an animal there's no difference in the payment whether it's a man, an animal damaging another animal or an animal damaging another man. So you don't have to make it two separate categories. But by an adam there's a big difference. When a man damages a shor, you only have one payment. When a man damages an adam, you have five payments. That's why we have to make two separate categories. Someone says like this. Hi, my, what kind of a question is that? Bishlam, Adam to Azik Shor, Nezek, who de Meshalem, you only pay for Nezek. And Adam to Azik Adam, Meshalem, Arbet, one, you have to add the other form. Elishor, Miley Shor to Azik Shor, Miley Shor to Azik Adam, why have it as two different categories? Eating, eating Nezek, with both cases, it's the same payment, it's only for the Nezek, the Meshalem. So says like this, one second. So what are you telling me? Our Mishnah, according to Raboshia, our Mishnah that mentions Adam. He's talking about when it's autumn damaged autumn. Uh, I mean, sorry, autumn damaged uh, property, sure. The Bryce that mentions 13, it's that has the five, Adam. that's autumn damaging. Adam, that's why you have the five extra things that are them. But then, but Shomer is not Adam damaging Adam. The four Shomerim, what is the four Shomerim? Is that man damaging man or man damaging property? Property. Property. And it's listed. On that thing, more answers as far as we said is yes, that's a third category of Adam. Because there's man directly damaging property. That's our Mishnah. There's man directly damaging man. That's Rab Oshia's four, uh, five cases of damage. The first one is and man and property is our Mishnah. Our Mishnah. Man damaging man is Rab Oshia. And then there's also man through neglect causing damage. That's a third category. That's also included in Rab Oshia, which is not in our Mishnah. Because our Mishnah is directly, that's, that's in Rab Oshia's Bryce. And that's the case of Shomer. Because Shomer is not directly causing damage to the property. Why, how's the damaging happen? How's the damage happening? Neglect, right? So therefore, Tani Hezek to be a dime. There's a Hezek that's happening be a dime, which is our Mishnah. The Tani Hezek to be a happens automatically through neglect. That's the case in Rav Oshia. So basically, we're saying that's why the difference between the Rav learns that all of the 13 are included in Adam. Fine. 
Rabbi Oshir doesn't learn that way. Well, why not? If you have four of them, and Adam is one of the four, according to Rav at least, so therefore, why do you have to have the other nine? So because there's two different categories of Adam. There's Adam damaging property and Adam damaging Adam. That's the five cases, is Adam damaging Adam. When it says, yeah, but Shmira is not Adam damaging Adam, that's Adam damaging... Uh, property through neglect. Now, and I guess that's also the word. The word over there is, why is it grouped together with man damaging man? Because when you're a shomer, you're not damaging the property directly. It's through neglect. And because you're neglectful, who are you actually directly damaging? Yes, because you accepted, you accepted to do that. So therefore, it's grouped together with those, the five and four grouped together because it is damaged by Shmira of the property, but it's, an, it's really a, a neglect. It's the person that you, you took responsibility for. That's why it's included in over there. Have a good day, gentlemen.